Wicky, wicky, wicky. What's that noise? Wicky, 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 wicky room. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Wiki 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 Room. I'm your host, Kev Baldassarian, and I'm here with my co-host, Ryan Hicks. He did same time at the same time. Hey, man, you can't do that. It's, well, it's going to well, get tired. You can't do that. Okay. Well, it's still new to me. <laughs> <laughs> How you guys doing? I don't know How why I said it like that. Yeah, no, oh, man. No, no one's going to answer that. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. How was your Thanksgiving break? It was very good. Did we talk about thanksgiving already i don't think we talked about we our, our haven't been here right? since thanksgiving yeah. yeah so um dude my thanksgiving break was great i know you still had to work but uh i was just helping out my grandfather but no school yeah. and this is the i remember last year they didn't do this where we had a whole week off that's a long time that's a long time buddy long so how, time how was coming. Your, how was your dinner um for thanksgiving yeah the thanksgiving oh, yeah. dinner um it was amazing man my dad Killed it with the turkey, and you know, you know how we were talking about basting and stuff. He when he put the turkey in, um, you know how there's a whole thing you have to leave it out overnight in the fridge. I mean, like out. So and you have to put it on a pan, and then the juices are supposed to fall. Yeah. And then you put that in the oven, mm-hmm. and then it's supposed to juices fall even more to baste it. My yeah, dad yeah. was kind of scared because when he went to go baste, there was no juice or very little, like not enough to baste. So. He thought it was going to be super dry, but apparently but he brined. He brined it though, right? You said yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, if you brine it, that's that's what's most important is the is the brining because that that's what helps seal in more juices. And uh, when he cut it in front of everybody, I was like, "Wow, Dad, this is this is juicy." Damn, and I slapped the turkey. No, <laughs> sorry, Put it in a chokehold. Purple belt, bitch. <laughs> I break the wing off. <laughs> he didn't tap out. <laughs> um, no, no, no. But it was amazing, man. The turkey was great. A lot of wine, and a wine. lot of. I mean, I I had a beer. I had some whiskey, but then I finished off like the last two three hours with just a lot of red wine. So you had so the turkey was moist. My dad also made turkey incredibly moist. It's still turkey though. Where I, I'm like, this it's, is yeah, good, yeah. but it's I like ham more. And you know what? In Did st- you like the ham? Did your dad make ham also? Nobody brought ham. Oh my god! Nobody brought honey glazed ham. And Are now, you kidding? But me? here's the thing. That's okay. There was a lot of other, um, obviously the stuffing. So he had steak though. He had he we had, had steak. Uh, we also had dude the croissants. Um, um, the the little Wait, the oh, chef oh. white boy. Yeah, yeah, Pils- the little like, croissants, <laughs> Pillsbury, Pillsbury. Pillsbury, Pillsbury, Pillsbury Doughboy, bro. Those croissants, I had like fucking three or four of them. Yeah, they were good. so good. I made I made a turkey sandwich with them. Oh, they're so small, but <laughs> yeah, I know they're so small. <laughs> I'd be anything in that. So <laughs> you didn't have ham. You had the you had you had the steak, which is honestly steak. it's pretty good. It, it's way better. L- than how many how many did he make? Like a lot. He for- made a, well. Okay, the way he does it is there's he gets um you from put Costco. It inside the turkey. <laughs> that would be good. Terstucken. Terstucken. Terstaken. Uh are you mistaken? No, I'm terstaken. <laughs> terstaken. <laughs> um no, there was uh what did you just say right now? About about steak. Steak, how much how much? He gets it at Costco and I think it's the New York strip or whatever. It comes in four. Yeah. yeah. So he got two of those. So there's eight steaks and he cuts them in threes. Oh. Because dude, the the steaks are big. Yeah, you don't need that and much. He don't want to give a whole steak to somebody and them not finishing it, and then they throw yeah, it away. That makes sense. Eight you know? to like 
15 people yeah so he cuts it in three so what is that uh uh like 24 pieces of steak oh yeah you know that's good and he also that's a serving he he actually cuts off some of the fat too yeah yeah you know some of it's a little it's a lot you know but no no there there was a stuffing i i did instead of the cranberry sauce i put the gravy on on the turkey and oh yeah, yeah. you know um there's also there was like a mac and cheese oh mashed potatoes it was mashed potatoes i'm sorry but it was loaded Oh, and that was also yeah, from Costco. Yeah. Oh no, it's the scalloped potatoes. It was the scalloped. Is it? It was. Scallop? It was it mashed potatoes or was it scalloped? It was, it was mashed. Sliced. It was mashed. Oh okay. But it was on top. There was cheese and bacon. Anyways, I really, we should we should probably talk. We should have just talked about this in chow. <laughs> <laughs> no no no. You know why? Because it's not that long, and I have another chow for tonight. Anyways. Oh okay. okay. Um, but also, I like this because I want to hear the Thanksgiving though. Like yeah, you might. I I feel like I know your other chow. But yeah, <laughs> I just want to hear the Thanksgiving. No, vibes. the Thanksgiving, and I also want to hear yours. Um, after me, yeah, I'll go. I'll, I'll go through it later. And <laughs> okay, talk, okay. And wap out, chow. Oh, that's wow. Wanted. Okay. So. Well, I still want to talk about it because it was so fun. And you know, there's a point in time uh, for the dinner so where talk, where the talk guys talking. Talk <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Oh, just... <laughs> Dude, that would have been a great segue. No, but there's a time where the guys go out and they do their own thing and the girls talk. What we're, what we're doing, you know, you know, there's a separation um, and we're fucking, we're smoking the stizzy and we're, we're drinking uh, good drinks and we're just having fun talking about shit. Um, How's work? Yeah, good. no, but dude, my dad is already loud like me, but when he smokes and drinks, like he gets uh, extra loud, uh, which is funny. What an embarrassment. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? I did. There was pumpkin pie. There was oh. apple pie. And then there was also this thing from Whole Foods that you've seen it. It's like a, there's a bunch of fruit on it and it's like a custard pie. Oh, fruit tart. The fruit tart pie. Fruit tart. That yeah, was probably. That's, that's amazing. That I, lo- was I love fruit tart. Probably the best. I, li- I kind of liked it better than pumpkin. Custard. It's just the custardiness is, is amazing. It was also new. It was like like I've had pumpkin pie from Costco with Cool Whip, bro. I mean whipped cream. Yeah. yeah. So it, it it was just fun, man. Um, and thank you for asking. I think I had to let that off my chest. Yeah. Because yeah. I could talk about it with my dad, but like he was there. You He's know, there. he was like, he was like, hey, that was fun, right? Everything worked out. All right, cool. And that was it, man. I did wake up. I thought surprisingly not as hungover as I thought I would be. And I think that's either the weed or or the all like the medicine. I guess I took like my B12s. I did take a liquid IV. Oh my god! I was dude. I have to be prepared. We're getting old, <laughs> all right. There, it, this is maturity. Is preparing before the slaughter. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like before waking up. Yeah, you're doing preventative maintenance. Prevent. Yes. Preventive. Pre- preventative maintenance. Yeah. Yes. Uh, one more thing I want to bring up is my uncle, Uncle Jay. Uh, that's my dad's sister's husband yeah sister's husband yeah but they've been together for like 20 years also like 21 years so i've known him since i was a kid and uh he makes this thing called rotel did i talk about this already no no rotel is like melted it's it's not like melted cheese like nacho cheese it's it's a little bit different it's melted cheese kind of but it has like a little bit of i think bell peppers or something but a lot of like sausage like the Jimmy Dean sausage cut-ups, oh. and you don't serve it. So it's it. like a thick cheese dip. It, but yeah, you it's still, a thick cheese dip. It's a thick cheese thick cheese dip with uh, meats in it. With meats, in it. yeah. And it, it's also spicy. 
it's pretty spicy, but it's not like I said melted like you put it on chips. It's a dip, but you serve it like it's it's supposed to be hot as fuck. The temperature, yeah, it's supposed to be hot. So because it's go- it's gooey cheese, but it's not yes. liquid. Yes, yeah, because so that means it's probably not like they don't put like a lot of Indeed. milk or heavy cream. So it's mostly just a lot of cheese, and you have to have it hot, or it kind of just becomes solid again, right? Yes, that's probably where all my calories went. Yeah, I had that's a lot fatty. of fatty. That. that messes with it's your stomach fatty. too. Very fa- dude. I feel like that stuff messes with my stomach. A lot of cheese and just not enough of fiber or anything else. Dude, my I was super bloated after Thanksgiving. I, I, think I couldn't. I, still am. I could not recover. <laughs> uh, that that night after we finished, I just I didn't talk to anyone. I went up and started watching a movie, <laughs> which is crazy that you could do that. <laughs> my, you know what I mean? My family did not care. I was a side character that because if I did that, they would be like, "Wow, what's what's up with your boy, Howard?" Like what's up I, with your I think son? they know. I think they know. I I, I can. That you have problems. I'm like, <laughs> 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 he's antisocial, guys. <laughs> No, that I'm like a cat. Like I'll go away for oh, a little okay, bit. Okay, okay. Some, sometimes, but I just couldn't. Oh, yeah? I, I didn't feel that great. Hey. I didn't feel bad, but it was just tired. I think you're on your last life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Did you want to get into? Well, oh no, this, no, you said later you want to get into it. Yeah, yeah, later I'll get into it. Well, with this last life, I want to enjoy it. Okay, and I'm gonna enjoy it with talk and time. Hey, talk. <sighs> I was going to celebrate, but <laughs> instead, um, okay, so what do we have? So today we have Bud Light Chelada Tahin. Chelada it is, Tahin. It's a beer with, I think, Chelada type stuff and Tahin in it. So it might, I don't even know if there's tomato juice. I saw it while I was at Bevmo and I thought it was interesting. It looks like it tastes good. I like spicy beer drinks. Um, I've tasted a couple other Bud Lights that have. I think it was the regular chilada or whatever. It was a michelada, pretty much. Yeah, but that has more. That has the tomato that juice has the and tomato the clamato. Juice, and I don't. Like I don't that. think this has that much of that. Well, looking at it, it looks like a very. I hazy want you to try, try it first because I know. Liquid. So Ryan is skeptical of these types of drinks. He doesn't like the tomato or the, or the spiciness. But I'll let him try first. Yes. Okay. Let's see. Don't slurp it's, into it. Well, no. It's I'm smelling it. It smells like a regular beer. Just drink it. It's okay. It's okay. Why is it okay? It's okay because it it tastes like a beer with the spicy beer, but not like spicy mango cart. It tastes like, I, I don't even know how to explain it. I think it has a very little amount of tomato in it. It's spicy. It's a little bit sour. It I, I like it. Sour, spicy. And it's, lime, it's limey. And it's light. Li- limey, yeah. Yeah, it's like Bud Light lime with a little, just a little bit of that tomato juice and tahin. I think it's good. It's 4.2%. Okay. Only 12, 12, 12 grams of carbs per 12 ounce. That's not bad. It's like, it's pretty much for us. If you had a 12 ounce can, 12 it would carbs? be 12 carbs. Yeah. 12 grams. It's not bad, but it is a lot for a 12. You know, this is a 24, no? Isn't this? Get a, over yourself. What is this? What's a tall can? It's 25 ounce. I mean, usually in a beer, you don't have 25 carbs in a tall can, do you? No. It's usually like. So a normal beer is usually seven grams of carbs per twelve ounce. Okay. So let's say yeah, Modelo, Bud Light is obviously a lot less because it's light. Budweiser, yeah. they're all like seven. They're around that. Like okay, seven well, to ten. What grams. do you like? Because I I feel like we're gonna have different rankings for this. Are we putting it in the the normal tall can, the conventional one? Well, what else? It's not an IPA or seltzer. Would you not consider it a seltzer? No, this is a beer, dude. This is not a seltzer. Okay, where where would you rank it? You know why? Because 
hold on, sorry. I, because it's a Bud Light, it's just a different type of Bud Light. Like, it's not a seltzer, bro. It's a beer. Okay, I'm going to put it in top three. Wow. I like it. It's tasteful. It's palatable. I put this second. To, oh, I'm sorry. No. I love it. Okay, it has well, that lime and sourness at the end. I would probably put this second to last. This is <laughs> actually third to last. So you're top three. I'm bottom three. Okay. So this is this is better than Colt 45 and Hurricane. <laughs> that's, that's all you have to say. That's all I have to say. I, but here's the thing. To each their own. I've, yeah. I've been meaning it's to It's about what that. you value. I like yeah. the sourness and slight fruitiness. You don't. I just don't like that. that you, little... you want a clean beer. Yeah. yeah. If this was in the seltzer category, I feel like it would be higher. Um, I mean, what, what else is in seltzer? The Moscow Mule. And Happy Dad. Okay. Is it better than those? I probably have the Moscow Mule. You saw the Moscow Mule? Yeah. I actually have one in the fridge. <laughs> Talk and time part two. <laughs> if we have to. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so that is talk and time for today. Bud Light Chilada Tahin, go try it out. Wait, would you get We're this We're not sponsoring again? them. Or they're not sponsoring us. What? Would you get this again? I would, to try it with other people and see what they think. Maybe someone mm-hmm. else will... That would be funny. They're like, I mean, it's better than Hurricane and Colt 45, but <laughs> that would be funny if they said that. Most people are not on this journey of trying no, uh, tall cans. <laughs> so yeah, well, so, I appreciate you trying it, Ryan. No, no problem. Bro, I know, I'm going to finish it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, know, I finished I, what's on my plate. I know, I know you are. And with, so, that, with that, with that, it's time to get into our topic. So I had a topic, obviously, before this topic. The topic today is psychological projection. Projection is a theory about a defense mechanism. It's a way how we interact with others, our behaviors. It's most of all a theory. It's not something that is for certain it's not an absolute truth that we project and that's why we act the way we act so i think concepts in psychology in my opinion are theories and well, we it's a defense that mechanism way. did you say that yes yeah, defense mechanism before what i was gonna do was propinquity propinquity is, it's, it's once you get it right like how to pronounce it it's fun to it say. wasn't that hard though propinquity it was hard for me a little bit oh, okay propinquity but propinquity is pretty much it's synonymous almost with Mere exposure effect, which is the more you see someone, the more attractive you think they are. Just like a and, work husband or work wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that, right? Yeah, exactly. So the more the more you see someone at work or someone at the pickleball courts, you're like, you know what? Hey, Ryan doesn't look that bad. <laughs> you know what? He's actually, he seems taller than what I thought before. You know what? His calves, immaculate. <laughs> you know, even though he's wearing sweats, I like his calves. I like his calves. <laughs> you know what? You know, his personality is not that abrasive. You know, Kevin, he's not that bad at pickleball. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I have on you. (laughs) I'm just kidding, bro. (laughs) His eyebrows are not that thick. (laughs) His nose isn't terrible to look at. Bro, we just go into a roasting session. (laughs) Yeah, but the more more you see someone, the more you accept them. Anyways, we maybe we'll get back into propinquity later on. The reason why I didn't choose it was because it seemed like it was pretty brief to explain. That was don't it you, right there. Don't, yeah, don't you feel like you got it at <laughs> yeah. that point? Yeah. So that that's why I think I chose projection. There's a little bit more layers to it. So I will start off. Go ahead. So psychological projection is a defense mechanism of alterity concerning inside content mistaken to be coming from the outside other. So yeah, it's always... That's what they think is whenever you are getting annoyed by someone else's behavior, it's because it's something that you do not like about yourself. It's, a, it's about there's inside content, whether it be 
not, it might not be super simple. Like maybe I think you're annoying and that's because I think I'm annoying in a certain trait. But there's there's something going on where I'm getting annoyed because of some in, inner content. It's funny because I always, every time I said I hate something in my life, I tend to, that's something that I love now. Not what? love, but you, you know what I mean? Like, oh, like what you said, man, I hate that person. But it's like, because that person is me. <laughs> You know what I mean? And yeah, I yeah. hate me. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate me. And that's, and that's where you leave off. You're done after that. I hate myself. And I found my truth, guys. I found my, I found my truth. Yamaste. <laughs> and so it forms the basis of empathy by the projection of personal experiences to understand someone else's subjective world. So, yeah, that's a lot of what empathy is built on is that whenever you relate to someone or you try to give them advice, is because you're kind of just using your own personal experience to uh, predict what they're thinking or project what they're thinking. Mm -hmm. But whenever you're giving advice, you're kind of just going based on what you think they're experiencing because they're, they're wired differently. You, we will never know how, how you think about a situation. I'll never know for sure. Uh, I can only project. Yeah. Based on my subjective world. And that's why people become friends is because some, sometimes you see the world in the same lens, but isn't that kind of, Sometimes it gives me a little bit of anxiety to think that as even though I think I'm relating to you fully, I'm not. Yeah, because you you never do that in, with anybody. Unless you're, you're wired twins. differently based on your your family history, your personal history, your the hardships you've gone through. So something might hurt more or hurt less. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's crazy to think that we all just experience the world differently. So this is a little bit different from, um. Oh, oh, you're just projecting when, when people say that. That is, well, this is along the same lines, but that that's that's the defense. They're speaking about the defense mechanism. Okay, okay. Or the cognitive bias of it. Okay. Is that you're you're using it all, almost as a tool. Mm-hmm. But projection is a normal thing that we, we all do. Whenever, whenever someone's telling you about their life and you're trying to like add to it, that's why they say it's best to listen. Is like, don't offer advice. Don't try to come up with solutions or like, Say too much. Just listen. Just listen. Because, like you said, like, like I, it's funny. I'm, I'm giving advice about not giving advice. <laughs> um, and, and buy my new book. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel bad because I feel like I, I've always, I've done. I, I always tell. I always know that you're not supposed to do this, and I still do it. Give me advice. Well, I think that's a really good line that you said. What not line, but advice that you said was not um, just listen. They they don't want a solution. They don't want you to add on. They just want somebody to listen to them. I feel like I've known this for years, but I never listened to that. They just want a free therapy session. All right, that's what it is. <laughs> uh, it's better help. <laughs> Okay, so in its malignant forms, it is a defense mechanism. So malignant forms, that's what you're talking about in the bad situations. It is a defense mechanism in which the ego defends itself against disowned and highly negative parts of the self by denying their existence in themselves and attributing them to others. So you're you're actually denying that you have any of these traits and only attributing it to others. So it's not even that you're even recognizing that it's you. Mm -hmm. So then... This uh, uh, breeding misunderstanding and causing untold interpersonal damage. So this can cause a lot of damage in your your friendships. You can start to judge, especially when you get close to people, you can judge them. 
But when you're really serious about it, because we judge each other all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But I, at least we accept it. I think we know each other long enough. And this could work with propinquity. Is the more you know someone, the less you, stop, you, you project is because you accept them. And by accepting them, I feel like you accept yourself a little bit. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you're like, dude, that's you, just who he is. And then you tell yourself that, though. It's like, I'm just, I am who I am. There's a couple friends that, I don't know if this is a projection, but maybe propinquity, is that I'll say a joke that I don't know if they're going to um, accept that joke like you would. But I want them to, but I'll throw it out like, uh, let's see what happens. You know what I mean? <laughs> Roll the dice. Uh, Canceled. <laughs> oh, damn. Did it? Oh, damn. I can't go to, I can't show my face in class anymore. <laughs> but it, isn't it crazy that's, it, co- it goes in line with safe spaces. Mm-hmm. Dude, this all this whole thing is a bubble of safe space. This and, one, uh, this is not, like on this podcast, technically is not a safe space. We don't say whatever we want unfiltered because you can say whatever you want to me probably off the yeah, mic yeah. and i'll accept you still i i mean besides well, there's, murder there's some maybe things but <laughs> there's some things you've been saying where, I, where I've, I've i've been trying to keep my distance no? <laughs> 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 i'm just kidding bro <laughs> i just make sure i'm not i'm not tapped wiretapped <laughs> so what it goes into after is a bully may project their own feelings of vulnerability onto the target or a person who is confused may project feelings of confusion and inadequacy and adequacy onto other people projection incorporates this is the important part yep, i thought it was good yep. projection incorporates blame shifting so shifting the blame from you to someone else and can manifest as shame dumping just right so you're dumping any shame that you have on yourself to others and i see this a lot in the workplace you're just trying to find a new scapegoat yeah it's i notice when a lot of people blame I'm like, there's something internally not going well with them right now. They're mm-hmm. stre- they're mm-hmm. stressed out. They're seeing things in, in a weird light. Is for some reason when mistakes are made at work, because uh, workplace is a big area where this applies to me. Is I, I'm fine with it. Like when mistakes are made, I don't try to blame someone else. For the most part, I think there's always times where we all blame shift, but I try not to, because like that's that's not going to help anyone. It it, it just. It help. It doesn't help anybody except, I would say, yourself or whoever's doing the blaming, because then it, it takes it, the weight it, off their shoulders. It, it almost it's a tool. It's a toxic tool of increasing their self esteem. It is very toxic, dude. Yeah, because, but it's it's like it. They think it's gonna increase their self esteem, but what it does is, it just creates this false narrative. Mm-hmm. You know that if a false narrative that someone is to blame. For a mistake. When mistakes also, in actuality just happen. And also when you say it doesn't help anybody, it really doesn't because you still got, you still guys, all of you guys still have to figure out the problem together. You know what I mean? <laughs> the so problem, it's like, the problem is still here. It's like, yeah, it kind of matters whose fault it is. Like learn from that. But still like, who gives a fuck? Let, let's fix it. Right. I'm getting yeah. loud. I'm getting, <laughs> <laughs> fix it. Dude, this is your fault. Oh, I'm getting loud. <laughs> so then, Projection has been described as an early phase of introjection. So I was reading about this earlier. And introjection? Introjection is the unconscious adoption of the thoughts or personality traits of others. It occurs as a normal part of development, such as child taking on parental values and attitudes. It can also be a defense mechanism in situations that arouse anxiety. So go. at work, whenever you feel like you might you might be blamed, right? And you are starting to get anxious, stressed out. You might start to blame. 
Mm-hmm. It just it's it's almost I don't know how to explain it. It's it's just an easy coping mechanism. It's so much easier just to blame someone and then increase your self esteem. But there's a better way around it. I mean, it's so much easier than humor yeah. as a defense mechanism. You know what I mean? Because it's so humor is great though. No, it's great, but it's harder to come up with a joke in a serious <laughs> time. It's easy to just shift blame. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. I know. I, and what they're saying is blame, blame shifting can also be adopted from others, your, whether it be your parents who would always oh, shift yeah. the blame when your kid is, you did something wrong. It, and that that's sad. I think it's like, that's why this stuff is, it, the psychological it's concept deep. is deep. It goes deep. It is deep. But also at the same time, even though we're talking about these things, it's still not fact. These are theories on how possibly why we act the way we act. Yes. These are theories, but they've been like, I don't want to say true. They've been looked into. They do yeah, studies. looked into, researched, and shit. Yeah. So, but this is more on the psychological side, not uh, scientific, because you they don't know the mechanisms that are going inside your brain mm-hmm. for the most part. There's obviously anxiety. People know why it's caused. But anyways, so historical precursors, things that lead up from history. Do you want to? Yeah, yeah, sure, man. Hey, um, G- there's Jesus a couple names I Jesus know. Is in this. Who? Jesus. My boy Jesus. Hey, let him cook. My boy JC. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right, all right. So the uh, historical precursors, a prominent precursor in the formulation of the projection principle was Glambastista. No, I think it's Giambattistic. Giambattista <laughs> Vico. Oh, Giambattista Vico. He's an Italian philosopher, historian, and such, and during the Enlightenment. Okay. Well, in 1841, Ludwig Furbach was the first Enlightenment thinker to employ this concept as the basis for a systematic uh, critique of religion. What a rebel. Dude. And during the Enlightenment, man, that was... Yeah, yeah. Enlightenment was, was like Twitter yeah. <laughs> back, back X, in the day. X. I just feel like the Enlightenment was such a cool time. And I'm saying that, but I also don't know much about it. I feel like I should read more. I took a lot of history classes because I didn't do so You're good in the back. first one. you bitch it's your fault (laughs) (laughs) um no but when we were talking about the so much shit happened during the enlightenment like so many philosophers and thinkers came out of that with not only this but other stuff i won't get into um but but that's it I'll, i'll continue yeah, yeah. So the Babylonian Talmud in 500 AD notes the human tendency toward projection and warns against it. Quote, do not taunt your neighbor with the, with the blemish you yourself have. Oh. End quote. Let him cook. Let him cook. <laughs> Who let my boy cook? <laughs> so in the New Testament, where the New Testament is like the nice God. Nicer, but I don't know A about lot nicer. this. I, I read this one. Okay, okay. In the New Testament, Jesus warns against projection, uh, quote, why do, you, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye, you hypocrite? <laughs> First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clarity to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Damn. So you have you have That's to not that take. Mean. <laughs> I-, I was talking. It about- was just assertive. <laughs> that was. Oh my god, he's assertive. I love how we're like a vac- <laughs> we're like a Bible study class now. <laughs> Honestly, I kind of like that's that's I just like well, the way the now uh, the analogies, but that bit, that's pretty much I I've, I've said this before, but it's like 
you have to help yourself before you help others, right? Yeah, yeah. You have to put on your own mask before you put on your children's or wear a mirror on your face <laughs> and let them see their own blemishes. Um, no, but that that's except good... yourself first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a way, accept accept your own shortcomings, and you will maybe be less likely to blame shift you... and see the speck in someone else's eye. Well, here's the thing. You said accept, which I think this also talks about. The way I looked at it was you you're also fucked up. So work on yourself and your fucked upness before you could even give advice or get, tell your brother or somebody else what their problem is. Yeah. Right? Isn't that crazy? Sadly, yeah. you because because you could accept yourself, but you might still be a piece of shit, but I accept myself, right? So I, I don't know. That's why is you have to understand that you, sadly you can't you can't change other people. Not sadly. You just can't change other people. You can only change yourself. And so why not work on that? Mm-hmm. Like why why try why try to if you criticize someone and you sit and you're annoyed by them, that's not going to do anything. That's actually causing only damage to yourself. And I forget that. And I think that's saying out loud. It's like, "Oh shit." Only damage. <laughs> New app. Collateral damage. <laughs> what, what was that? What was that? I keep thinking about the Arnold Schwarzenegger impression you did last week. The Bennett. Oh, blow off some steam, Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, the scene. The, dude, here's the thing. The scene is that. Are you getting a cramp? No. <laughs> the scene is Arnold Schwarzenegger throws like a fucking pipe into this dude. Oh. And, and then like he backs up. But the pipe. Um, goes through the guy, and then there's smoke and steam that comes out of his body. So that's why he says that one line. Blow off some Steve Bennett. <laughs> yeah, dude, his name was Bennett. So <laughs> it was just like, oh my god. Back then, that's probably badass. But now it's like, bro, these fucking '80s one-liners, man. <laughs> After <laughs> like, they're fucking hilarious now. No, sorry, that that sorry for the sidetrack, but I just wanted to hear it one more time. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you're so you're done with the historical precursors. I am done. Okay, do you want to get into psychoanalytic developments? Yeah. So projection, also a German word, projection, <laughs> projection, <laughs> was uh, conceptualized, conceptualized, sorry, dude. <laughs> by Sigmund Freud. Yeah, Sigmund Freud, bro. That's my boy. We did a couple lines together. <laughs> um, so by Sigmund Freud in his letters to Wilhelm Flies. Yes. And further refined by Carl Abraham and Anna Freud. 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 Who, who's, is that the wife or a sister? Let's see. Uh, she was born in Vienna, the sixth and youngest, youngest oh, child sister. of Sigmund Freud. Look at that. Look at that. Youngest look. child. So, what a beauty. <laughs> Freud considered that in projection, thoughts, motivations, desires, and feelings that cannot be accepted as one's own are dealt with by uh, being placed in the outside world and attributed to someone else. Uh, That's why. So you got you got to face yourself, your own demons first. And so what, what does it say? What the ego refuses to accept is split off and placed in another. Okay, so this might be a total tangent, but and I might be way off. But after we both read that, um, have you ever tried DMT? Shut the, dude. <laughs> That's no. I well, I wasn't gonna say DMT, but I was gonna say like ego you, death. You have to take a heroic dose. Oh my of of mushrooms so and be alone. You're so predictable. And just <laughs> I mean, you said DMT. You went way further. I was kidding. I was being ironic. <laughs> I didn't know you were gonna be serious about this. Well, I was saying 
Here's I get the thing you. About, ego, death, and such. Yeah, you really thing. see yourself. But that's the big part about the psychedelic drugs aspect is that being alone part. Because you don't want nobody wants to be alone on psychedelics. But that's the fucking like that's where you find out like shit. I think trying to figure out yourself and see what's really wrong wrong with you is very uncomfortable. It is so it's uncomfortable. very man. uncomfortable. But I think I think you you know what's funny is. I know we have to look within, right, and see what's wrong with us, and I think that's important. Uh, listen to others. I think it's good to listen to others. Let's say you said, hey, are you doing okay? Like, you seem a little negative these days. I'll listen to you because I trust you, and I think it's all about surrounding yourself with people you can trust and you're close to and you feel like do better for you, and I think that's what's important. I, I'm starting to realize I I don't have to go super introspective. It's all about being around people that I trust and that you love and care for and you kind of just start to become a better person naturally anyways i was trying to put a positive spin because i no, oh, that was great yeah so positive so positive so freud would later come to believe that projecting projection did not take place arbitrarily but rather seized on and exaggerated an element that already existed on a small scale in the other person so it says in parentheses the related defense of projection Projective identification differs pro- from projection in that the other person is expected to become identified with the impulse or desire projected outside. Do you get? Uh, so it, it's pretty much what we were already saying was that you have to, I guess, accept yourself or know yourself inside and out. Yeah. So it goes on to say so that the self maintains a connection with what is projection projected. In contrast to the total repudiation of projection proper, I don't know what that. That's getting. Why is this is getting somehow mathematic? <laughs> where am, what? Where am I at right now? Hey, bro, enlightenment, man. That's what <laughs> happened, bro. <laughs> this is not enlightenment. This is after. This is drugs. This is cocaine. Um, this is coke, man. So we'll, we'll breeze past that, even though we didn't fully understand the sen- sentences that happened. Melanie Klein saw the projection of good parts of the self as leading potentially to over idealization of the object. So projecting good parts of the self and uh, on someone you over idealize someone. Hmm. Interesting. So equally, it may be one's conscience that is projected in an attempt to escape its control. A more benign version of this allows one to come to terms with outside authority. So I explain that. <laughs> you're, you're looking at me please go man. on go on it may i want to see the part again it says it may be one's conscience that is projected in an attempt to escape its control so it's trying to escape itself by projecting mm-hmm. so by by projecting on someone else you're able to see almost see it from another light maybe i th- i think you know so. what i mean it's like once you're stuck in, stuck in your conscience and you have these thoughts about yourself, it's hard to see it from an outside view. It's almost like, imagine there was a camera on you right now and I can watch you and you, how you act. Maybe that's what the conscience is trying to do with projection, is by projecting it onto you, I can, I can evaluate how I feel about this trait. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, well, there is a camera. They're right behind you guys. <laughs> I'm on a reality show. <laughs> real world. <laughs> real Real, real, real. <laughs> Through world. the wiki eyes. So that that is it for the psychoanalytic developments. We've gone a little bit historical was enlight, enlightenment, which was yeah, way which earlier. Was a spot. So now we're done. 
with a few of the sections. And before we go any further, it is time for Kevin's favorite things. Kevin's, Kevin's favorite, favorite things, things, things. Hey, Kevin's favorite things. things. <laughs> so, what is it? What is it? Off air, we were thinking about a lot of questions. We had a lot. We, we had a lot other. of good ones for for the good for ones. The ones that would time. not be good. Ones that I've thought of before, and we've done so many times. So, would you ask me, bro? You were like, "What's your favorite light? <laughs> What's your favorite light? Incandescent, incandescent, <laughs> LED." I. Those How many different lights are there? I don't know. There's uh, imagine. There's like ninety six. Maybe, maybe we should know more about lights after this next okay. episode. So, so what's the question? So, it's more of a current question. It's what is your favorite thing to watch right now? The thing that you you binged m- most recently. You know, now that we're rolling, um, I feel like you've asked that. You think I've asked that? Well. You can and ask it multiple you know times because it changes. Because you said right now, and I said house. Oh, yeah. Remember? Okay, no. Favorite thing to watch right now. Right now. No, no. Hey, that's a great one that we, it's a callback that we could always do. Yeah. Right so it now, changes. Um, I've, I've, I liked Gen V. Gen V, which is? Gen V, which is, is part of um, the, the boys, Invincible. Um, not, it's not part of Invincible, but it's that whole superhero uh, teenager shit realm yeah realm and it's, it's a spin-off it's not like a prequel it's a spin-off it's occurring at the same time and at first i i wasn't gonna like you you're the one that actually told me to i told you to watch it. it but i didn't finish it because no. I, I wasn't that interested and it, it's kind of easy for me to get into something and i already liked the boys so i was like let's see how this is because it it's gruesome bro it's bloody it's and it, the boys it goes, is always gruesome and it gets straight into it like it's it's uh i like the storyline and all that shit. I also like seeing the different types of powers. Different types of powers is cool. You know? They they come they up do with some ones. very unique stuff. Yeah. Um. This one, the main lady, um, she could control blood. Oh yeah, yeah. You remember? Yeah, yeah. Don't 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 spoil it too much. Okay, okay. But yes. Don't spoil it too much. She's a bloodbender. She's a bloodbender. Like, pretty much. Avatar, dude. But it um. It it was cool. There there were a couple um, cameos. There was, yeah. Was it was it a good? Did they have some good plot, plot twists? They did. Nice. I mean, not. Um, Do you think it's worth to keep watching? Because I, I stopped after maybe an episode and a half or two episodes. I think you should give it at least three to four episodes. Keep going un- until you're like, I don't really care about this. Oh, okay, okay. You know, um, it, it was also something because I've I've finished the boys. I finished Invincible. And there's still new episodes coming out, but there was also another one. Um, it's called like Diabolical. Diabolical, which the is the cartoon version. version, yeah. Right, and then um, you like that world. I like that world, man, because it's it's, it's cynical. It's cynical. It really is, and uh, it's what everyone wants out of Marvel right now. There's yeah that the, the much. gruesome aspect of superheroes, and I think and, I like it because it's not it's neither Marvel nor DC. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, it's because uh, maybe we've gotten a little bit tired out. Yeah. A little... I would love to talk about it, but I, it's going to be all spoilers. So, but that that's as of right now. And I already finished it. And there's like, I think, eight or ten episodes, but they're like at least an hour. Yeah. You know, it's you a watched, long one. You, so You liked it. And I, I started it like what? Last week? You like like her. <laughs> <laughs> Can you pass this note to her? <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. 
So what are you watching right now? I recently finished Fleabag, which has been around for a while. It's on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime actually has some good stuff. Fleabag. Well, that- Terrible user interface. It, it, Why? It's like an unfinished website. Oh, yeah. No, no. Fleabag's the one with the uh, bear guy. He's in it, right? The bear? No, no. Oh. No, no. Oh, am I thinking about something you, else? Sorry. You might have. Th- oh, that fingernail. Fingernail was one. That's really? Yeah, there's one called Fingernail on oh. Apple TV. I watched that too. It was a movie. It was about finding your true love through uh, uh, plucking a fingernail off. Oh. And they analyzed it both uh, to see. Anyways, right, well, so Fleabag, really good show on on uh, Amazon Prime. I think it was it was pretty old. When I say old, like a couple years old. And then I started recently watching something called Class of 07. It's about this. Uh, Are they in high school? They're not in high school anymore. It was a high school reunion. And it just so happened that the day of that high school reunion, an apocalyptic type event happens and they're stuck with each other. It's is it's all girls' school. It's it's funny. And it's all girls school? Yeah. yeah. Orgy. (laughs) Come on, we're all thinking it. We're we're all all thinking it. They didn't even have time to think about it. You just (laughs) said it. Give them time to cook. And I think it's cool. I like I like those. Very funny, semi lighthearted, apocalyptic shows. So if it, 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 it was different like, than Walking Dead, Walking Dead is just like Carl, yeah. Carl. No, but it's like if Ramona was having. This, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. All right, that's an all girls school. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, that's that's what I, I've been getting really into shows. That's good. I try not. It's good that I still have to work, so I don't just keep watching. I have to uh, update my Fire Stick because I don't have Apple TV anymore or um, or uh, Hulu. So I'm just either. It's okay, man. You don't have to watch Foundation on, on <laughs> Apple TV. It's fine. It, well, it's you know better, what's You're better off. You know what's funny? I finished the season before everything uh, happened. But anyways. So that is it for Kevin's favorite things. And oh, now, that was a good one. I like that yeah, one. Yeah, you like that one? I like that one. Yeah, it's, I think it's good to, you can bring back once in a while. So now we can go into theater, theoretical examples. So projection tends to come to the fore in normal people at times of personal or political crisis and is commonly found in narcissistic personality disorder borderline personality disorder and and or paranoid personalities carl jung considered that the unacceptable parts of the personality represented by the shadow i've heard about the shadow but you've heard about carl jung Yeah, yeah dude he has a whole thing like jungism yeah, he yeah. has a whole thing. But I think he's also like Freud, Freudian Freudism. Yeah, but jo- Jordan Peterson always talks about him. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I I like this type of shit. I like Carl Jung, and he's one of those people that came up with a lot of these psychoanalytic theories. So it says personality represented by the shadow archetype were particularly likely to give rise to projection, both small scale and on a national international basis. So it's there's a lot on this shadow. Archetype. Well, there's the shadow. There's the there's a lot of um, when I was reading about Carl Jung, that's only one archetype. I think he has like four main ones. Yeah, I, I don't know if they get into it, but I I know that like there's the there's the shadow right, but then there's like the persona, and then there's the anima slash animus, and then there's like the self and the hero. But we're all of that. We're all, we're of, all that. of that. But we have to understand our shadow. Yeah, that's the that's the monster inside us. Like. The fucking the, well, like it's the it, scary hours. I think also it's good to know that you can follow his beliefs if you think it'll help you, but you don't have to. It's it's only his. Yeah, this is just way his, of looking at it. Yeah. yeah, it's his theory. So it was. But persona is that almost is that a self concept of yourself? Yeah, 
Yeah. So you what have you this person, perso- what you think you want to be, the self-concept. Yeah. And there's stages. I, I think you go through these in stages. Like it, it doesn't all happen at once. The winter arc. The w- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you've been wanting to use that, bro. No, I haven't. It just no. came up. You were saying redemption. <laughs> you were saying stuff. I was saying some shit. Look, but, uh, I'm going to gain 30 pounds of muscle in the wintertime. <laughs> right? uh, so Marie-Louise von Franz extended her view of projection, stating that wherever known reality stops, where we touch the unknown, there we project an archetypal image. So wherever we get to the unknown, that's when we start to put this project this archetypal image. Is well, because that's when you start questioning. Ins- we start to project things instead of trying to find out the hard truth. Maybe it'd be listening to someone, seeing what the facts are, and learning someone else's actual personal experiences. That's hard to do, man, especially when you get to a certain age. You start to judge people. You start to your project ways. your own beliefs onto them. And I think that's hard. Is That's why usually when when let's say you work with people right and people start to tell you things about someone else at work you're kind of projecting this image now to that other person by telling them whether it be the the gossip instead of finding out for yourself the cheese is is that that's you don't know you don't know them even if someone's telling you you don't know them but we we tend to think we do because mm-hmm. we project mm-hmm. that image anyways uh, that's just an opinion. So psychological projection is one of the medical explanations of bewitchment. Okay, so used to explain the behavior of the afflicted children at Salem in 1692. This, Salem witch? Is that what they're talking about? Yes, I believe so. So the historian John Demos wrote in 1970 that the symptoms of bewitchment displayed by the afflicted girls could have been due to the girls undergoing psychological projection of repressed aggression. So, what what do you what do you think about that? What what, what do you think about I think, that? I, I think it makes sense. I don't I don't know. I don't know too much about the Salem witch. What trials. what was happening um, was that there were women. I don't know if they were naked or not, but they were just dancing a lot. Like they were dancing in the streets, and people thought that they were possessed, so they had to be witches because they were um, having fun. I uh, don't call me. But what are you reading right now? I was Am reading I right? about the medical explanations of oh. bewitchment, but it was just talking about, so were they, you're saying that they were acting weird and that's why people thought? Well, not acting weird. They were just dancing and having fun, but they didn't stop. And so people, they were in the street. I don't know if they were naked, but they were in the street dancing and it was just not normal behavior, especially back then. Um, you know what I mean? I, I really want to look it up. Okay. But it's fine. We'll keep going. Okay. Okay. So we're going to go into practical examples that was theoretical examples now we're into practical and ryan you can start with the first one so the first one is victim blaming uh the victim of someone else's actions or bad luck may be offered uh criticism the theory being that the victim may be at fault for having attracted the other person's hostility in such cases the psyche uh projects the experiences of weakness or vulnerability with the aim of ridding itself of the feelings and through its uh, disdain for them or the act of blaming their conflict with the ego. Okay. So they project those experiences of weakness or vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Is that... Onto somebody else. Yeah. They're, and they're just... That's what causes them to that's, blame. That's like when the bully... The bully has a shitty stepdad who beats him, and he so he's a bully and beats on other. Yeah, yeah, right. 
Or no? Maybe he's Am trying to rid, rid himself of it. Okay, okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard it's hard to know the full truth of why yeah, someone Yeah, it actually bullies. says bullying under. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there there is bullying. Okay, okay. So you can go into pre- the projection of marital guilt. All right, so Oh, this is yeah. Yeah, so thoughts of infidelity to a partner may be un- unconsciously projected in self-defense onto uh the partner in question so that the guilt atta- uh, attached to the thoughts can be uh repudiated. Thank What does that mean? Uh, I don't know. Okay, thank you. Be repudiated or turn to blame instead. In the process, linked to denial. For example, a person who is having a sexual affair may fear that their spouse is planning uh, <laughs> on affair, or they're, they're planning an affair, or may accuse the innocent spouse of adultery. Yeah, that's tough. So usually, someone who is worried about someone else cheating is possibly having their own doubts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why uh, for when I hear someone uh, about someone's relationship where their partner is saying, oh, they're constantly accusing their partner of cheating, it, it says a lot about that person. Unless they, they have they have good reason, like yeah. whether or not be they see text with someone else or, or they're, they have actual facts of an affair. If they're just accusing with no actual facts, then it probably means that they're projecting something. Possibly. Possibly, yeah. Their own their own insecurities of maybe they they're thinking about having an affair, possibly. So, I like that topic. Infidelity, infidelity, bullying. A bully may project their own feelings of vulnerability onto the targets of the bullying activity, despite the fact that a bully's typically denigrating activities are aimed at the bully's targets. The true source of such negativity is ultimately almost always found in the bully's own sense of personal insecurity or vulnerability. So the bully is feeling personally insecure and vulnerable, and that's why they're doing it. So that's the, that's the negativity, is that they're, they're feeling it, and that's, that's their way. Is the they're they're just that transferring goes. that feeling to somebody else so they could feel superior. Yeah, maybe. Right? So such aggressive projections of displaced negative emotions can occur anywhere from the micro level of interpersonal relationships all the way up to the macro level of international politics or even international armed conflict. The politic thing is... It happens. This is why men maybe fight and go to war and such. It's called leverage. (laughs) No, but I'm serious, man. Like, if if you're a big name, I'm talking about the macro level. If you're a big name um, and, and you're trying to get somebody to do something... They don't want to do, but you could. You don't. You don't force them, but you give them their options. Yeah, man. I think you should just chill. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. let off some steam. <laughs> Bennett. <laughs> By the way, I, I have been I, saying I, I, I set myself up, <laughs> dude. You did. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll take it. Um, people in love reading each other's minds involves a projection of the self into the other. You that, that's, love. that's <laughs> no but so yeah they're they're projecting their self into the other they're idealizing the uh over idealizing someone and that's what makes them so in love so quickly mm-hmm. so if someone is in love with you so quickly it should be a little bit concerning for the most part it should unless, be unless you want to go go for it go if for you it. love that if you love that like go for love it. fast and hard So projection of general guilt. So projection of a severe conscience is another form of defense. One which way may be linked to the making of false accusations, personal or political. 
So you start to uh, thing, make false accusations to others because you're really feeling guilty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So you start to say things. Imagine I was like, "What? So you 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 think you think I'm a selfish person or whatever?" But uh, that's pretty quick. But that's yeah. like a lot of guilt. But yeah. I'm I'm ac- accusing you of s- thinking that I'm selfish when I'm just being selfish. I know I I feel like I'm being selfish. I think I do that one a lot. Yeah. To where I think in my head, these other people probably think I'm this, and so. That's when humor comes in because I'll make a joke about it and a yeah. laugh, but it's like there's always truth to it. Yeah. And then the last one is projection of hope. Also in a more positive light, a patient a patient may sometimes project their feelings of hope onto the therapist. Is that a bad thing? So we're going to get into the clinical approaches. Uh, drawing on Gordon Alport's idea of the expression of self onto activities and objects, Projective techniques have been devised to aid personality assessment, including the Rorschach inkblot and the thematic apperception test. test, Yeah, I've never heard of that one, but I've heard of Rorschach also because of the Watchmen. That's mostly why. (laughs) (laughs) So the Rorschach test is what you see in those pictures. What do you see? A penis. Right there? How about this one? penis (laughs) (laughs) penis <laughs> <laughs> did you get that from somewhere no no Go, hover over it i see a fucking the sacral plate like from the spine oh sorry yeah so we're looking at a picture it looks like a a a scary vampire butterfly so that doesn't tell me anything thanks eek blots all right continue all right so projection may help a fragile ego reduce anxiety but at the cost of a certain uh, dissociation as in dissociative identity disorder did did i did i did i i did did in extreme cases an individual's personality may end up becoming critically depleted in such cases therapy may be required which would include the the slow rebuilding of the personality through the talking the taking back of such projections this is this is very true is once you i i think this is what they're trying to say so i'll go based on personal experiences that Whenever you become very self-aware of maybe these things that you're projecting, whether it be some weaknesses or vulnerabilities, you, you'll you'll start to de- your personality might deplete because you're mm-hmm. you're thinking so much into it that you can you have to build yourself back up from from that. You have to build you have to put those blocks together. Once you unravel everything, which is hard, you have to somehow be able to put yourself back together after that. Uh, you felt. Uh, times of dissociation, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I get, I get that. A, I get that a lot. I think I got a lot during the pandemic times. I think I was very hard on myself for a while. Felt guilty about things I did in the past. Mm-hmm. Nothing crazy. Just everyone. <laughs> just all right, all right, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Skeletons in my closet. Rare. <laughs> <laughs> um, Every time I come here, it smells even worse. Like, <laughs> is, are they in the walls? <laughs> uh but uh uh so yeah i think i think you have to once once you come to terms with it you have to build yourself back up mm-hmm. and almost yeah it's hard build, to do yeah but i think i think it's important to to be honest with yourself but you have to eventually be able to let it go and accept who you are anyways so that's it for that paragraph and then now you can continue onward so the method of managed projection is the projective technique the basic principle of this method is that a subject is presented with their own verbal portrait named by the name of another person 
as well as with a portrait of their fictional opposition. Okay. Talk to the ops for me. (laughs) (laughs) So it's saying that the subject is presented with their own verbal portrait named by the name of another person. So maybe, maybe they're trying to show you certain things that you project onto it. And then you, they, they have a way of, uh, they have their own representation and then you also have your own maybe discuss. Okay. I don't know. I was, I was just free balling. No, that that's that's not the word. But free balling. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that drugs? No, I free, that's free basing. Those are the skeletons in my <laughs> All right. So, uh moving on. Uh the technique is suitable for application in psychological counseling and might provide valuable information about the form and nature of their self-esteem. It's and, by Borolev. Yeah, they're um they're citing. This is from 23 years ago. 23 years, 2000. It, it's called general psychodiagnostics. That sounds cool. But yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to self-esteem. Yeah. Is if you feel secure in yourself and you don't get a lot of anxiety about maybe yourself and what others are doing, then you you, you maybe tend to project less. You, start, you you don't worry as much, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think, I think that... That that is interesting. Is a lot of it I've realized comes down to self esteem. It's it's huge. You man. almost don't want to. I feel like it, you almost want to deny that you have a low self esteem. Yeah, and also that you. Oh. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> no I, well, I was gonna speak like um, about the self esteem part. Is that having a low self esteem will literally kind of change the course of your life? Because let's say you have high self esteem, then you're gonna go get that you know whatever you want but if you don't then it's like oh fuck you're taking that other path you hold yourself back and you're also telling saying about others like oh why are they doing that that's i don't think that's the right thing for them they're totally not gonna they can't be that person yeah and that's that's unfair to think that way and And i thought that way and i feel very bad yeah yeah it's it's the projection is like oh why are they doing that that's not it doesn't seem like a good thing to do why would you say that well, you're only saying that because of you, something something triggered that low self-esteem button inside of you and you suddenly decided to say this thing that was unnecessary. Oh god, this is pushing my buttons. Anyways, so <laughs> it's getting hot in here. It's getting Turn hot. On in AC. Here. <laughs> um so there is the last part of this, which is the criticism, which is important to criticize these theories because they are theories. So some studies were critical of Freud's theory. Research on social projection supports the existence of a false consensus effect, whereby humans have a broad tendency to believe that others are similar to themselves and thus project their personal personal traits onto others. So yeah, it's the the tendency to think that we're all kind of similar. We we see the world the same way. Mm -hmm. This applies to both good and bad traits. It is not a defense mechanism for denying the existence of the trait within itself. So a study of the empirical evidence for a range of defense mechanisms by Baumeister, Dale, and Sommer concluded the view that people defensively project specific bad traits of their own onto others as a means of denying that they have them is not well supported. And that was back in 98. So they're saying, yeah, because these are just a lot of, they say a lot of what Freud has came up with. It's not really supported on evidence 
uh, hardcore evidence or a bunch of scientific studies. It was more things that he philosophized. Yeah. Ph- philosophized. And they might make a lot of sense, just like horoscopes make sense. But to some that's, that's unfair to compare those. But <laughs> it's, it's saying that he, they might sound like very good thoughts and they might make us contemplate, but are they well supported in science? Maybe, maybe not. So, however, Newman, Duff, and Baumeister proposed a new model of defensive projection in which the repressors' efforts to suppress thoughts of their undesirable traits make those trait categories highly accessible. So the repressor, uh, the repressor, the, let's say me, is trying to suppress those thoughts, those feelings, and so of those undesirable traits, right? Uh, and it makes them highly accessible so that they are then used all the more often when forming impressions of others. Wow. Okay. So whenever you're forming impressions of others, especially maybe first impressions, it's those undesirable traits are much more accessible. Is oh you think oh they're that that person seems like they're very high of themselves. They think they're they're a little cocky. Mm-hmm. They they're a little egotistical. Maybe you think you're very self absorbed. Oof. Big oof. So they're highly accessible when it comes to that situation where you meet new people. And that doesn't make it for uh, good social interactions. That is terrible. Yeah. Bro. Is you start to judge people without even giving them a chance. I I think a lot of older people do that. With the... Maybe. You know what I mean? I I feel like this is very good for people our age or if you're doing this to people around the same age. But I feel like, you know, a lot of people do this. Old people to young people. Yeah, that's what I mean. And maybe... To kids. Vice versa, visa visa. (laughs) So the projection is then only a a byproduct of the real defense mechanism. Okay. So saying about how so the repressing byproduct. the suppressed thoughts, the repressors suppressing the thoughts, and those are what come out when you're seeing someone else. What do you think about that? I think it's Do you think you do that? I um, yes. I yeah. Do. Yeah. It's I have hard. to say yes because I'm I'm pretty sure yeah. Even though it's it's not on purpose, it's almost like it just you don't happens. give that person a chance. Sometimes, is you look at them, and let's say us, it's it's another. Uh, we meet it. Like we put him we a meet box. a guy. We meet a guy at the pickleball course. Maybe good looking guy seems fit, and we're like, oh, that guy probably is full of himself. We don't know that. We don't. He just happens to be very sh- in shape and good looking. Why are, we're just we're just insecure about our own looks or that that's what we value most yeah and it's very highly accessible when it comes to looking at someone else i i think that's you nailed it oh man that's what happens man the winter, the winter arc it's coming it dude the winter it's, arc it, has begun it's here but i'm just i'm not, I'm not ready <laughs> I'm, I'm not where start. i'm supposed to be anyways that is it for projections that was take nice. it as you will i think it makes you whether or not you think it's a it's a proper way of looking at yourself and your own self-esteem, that's another question, but hopefully it makes you think. Hopefully Anyways. it does. I'm pretty sure it does. So what's your what's your wow pow chow, Ryan? So my chow, actually... Um, you just can't get enough, huh? I can't get enough. I, I can't, bro. To um, I had this week was Mama Lou's Dumpling House. It's actually bro, pretty well known. It Well... I knew my mom went there before, but when my uncle, because uh, he's the one that ordered, my my family came down, and we were just like, hey, let's just order food, fuck it, let's have dinner. Um, and uh, what happened was, he, he ordered all the food, but then they give like big ass portions too. 
uh, we we got the pork chops. We got the I think the the beef uh, or steak diced cubes. Oh yeah, yeah. You know they, the they add cubes. mushrooms. Those steak good. cubes. Those are fucking delicious. We got uh, fried rice. We got fried rice, um, and we got the the fat noodles for for the chow mein. Oh yeah, or whatever. I don't oh, know yeah. what it's. Um, That's good. Yeah, some some kind of main. But bro, then we got like uh, some chicken with green beans, and then I love how you guys didn't get the dumplings. I we're not done yet. Oh. <laughs> no, we got the dumplings, but the really small ones, right? Yeah, yeah they yeah. look like little. Are they soup soup dumplings or? Um, I'm not really. I'm not really into. Those no, it, stuff, it came. It came in like a to go platter, and they were on a piece of paper. They weren't really okay soupy, but they look like a fucking nipple. Mm, like that's mm, how small. Yeah. And then we got this thing. I don't know what it's called, but it's like a burrito, but there's meat in it, um, and then like maybe bok choy or maybe a cucumber. I forgot what it was. Interesting. But I remember it was it. That's good because the the tortilla. It's not a fucking. It's not a tortilla. I think it's like the Chinese pancake. Was it yellow? Which is no. Okay. okay. Well, so it wasn't bonsai. Like yellow, maybe. Oh, I don't know. I have to look it up, but uh, it, it's the the Chinese pancake is just the green onion. Yeah, yeah. right. Scallion one. Yeah, scallion. And then um, um, we got like it. It smelled like orange chicken, but it was like beef. How do you remember all this? Because it was a lot of food. Yeah. And I had, I had, I didn't have a lot. I, I, I did eat a lot. But I had a little bit of everything. Mm. So at, that's my chow. It was fucking good. Mama Lou's, I think it's on Garvey right? or Monterey Park. I don't know where yeah, it's Yeah, it's at. in Monterey Park. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, they know what they're doing, man. They know what they're doing. And when the food arrives, because we had it delivered, it was still hot. It was still fresh. Um, and you know when you open up like the containers, it's all wet. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Because to keep it moist and not dry out and shit. So... It, like I open it, like fuck, it's all over, it's everywhere. The water, yeah, the You're water, just airing it out. <laughs> get the towels, get the gauze, scalpel. Uh, <laughs> oh, did I say pork chops? Yeah, you said pork chops. Right? Okay, you I just say it. that because that's probably the best. Well, yeah, you like the pork chops. Yeah, the pork chops are good. They're a little bit, they're fatty enough, uh, but very you, flavorful. You have to remember, what? there's bones in that shit. Don't just put it in your uh, fucking mouth and start chewing. Like, like it because that's very scary to me to chip a tooth or lose a tooth or something or fuck up scary. your mouth like when you're like and you even chew on something yeah even if there's a even if it's a little piece where you think there's no bone there still might be a small bone in there because it, nice. it happened to me and i thank god i didn't bite down like aggressively but i bit down i was like oh fuck thank god that that could have been a lot worse you know <laughs> and it's just one and done you need a new tooth that anyways sounds, that sounds good you should you could have brought me some but oh well we finished i mean it. you Sorry. were there Right before you said you got a lot sorry. of food. Sorry, man. Oh and, man. You know what? This is one one sided. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Is this a Friendsgiving? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I would have brought some. No, uh. Dude, uh, dude, we we should go there on a drunk night. Just <laughs> can we we can we just eat? Can we just eat civilized, Ryan? Can 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 I just get a can deluxe just... box from Taco Bell? Oh <laughs> oh oh oh! oh. That sounds kind of good. When you're drunk, not right now. I can have it right now. I. We can see be, because of what it does to my body. I, I'd rather eat the Chinese food. That's actual food. Yeah. Hey, I didn't eat anything this this week. You don't have to ask me. <laughs> you're projecting, huh? Happy birthday, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, what what the fuck? Projecting. The fuck is yours, huh? 
It was, that's just being passive aggressive. <laughs> what sandwich did you get from Subway? Uh, I did not go to Subway. <laughs> now I was trying to think about food. Um, is it a chow? So, well, I don't know. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving dinner was just all chows, man. Obviously, it's Thanksgiving. Easy. There was the cornbread stuffing my dad did, but I think the best part of this weekend was going on hikes. It was nice. I by went yourself? on some hikes by myself. I went before Thanksgiving. Uh, the Move app on my iPhone says I burned six hundred calories. Pretty that's, big deal. That's um, a lot. I went up to Mount Wilson because it's it's pretty crazy. I, I to realize that I live right under the mountains. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's like a pretty steep incline. So I went to Mount Wilson. That was nice. And then I went to Mount Bliss. I did not make it to Mount Bliss. It was way too far up. Do you have headphones in? And you're just listening to uh, shit? The, on Mount Wilson, I was. But the second one, I did not have earphones. You're just listening to the wiki room? No, I was listening. <laughs> I was just listening with my phone on. But oh, it, was, nice. it was nice. I didn't take any snacks. I was just like, let's just go quickly. And it was nice. The second one I went on, you like walk through this little farm or equestrian center. So you see horses. And I don't know why. I just stared in a horse's eyes for like, 30 seconds and you fell in love you <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i was just like what is it let's see what let's see what happens you're, you're gonna save that just, horse I put the timer on let's see what happens <laughs> you have 30 seconds to make me fall in love horsey horsey <laughs> <laughs> can you do it i can't do it <laughs> that's all right i don't know they, that's not what they do they do it they do a nay but yeah so that, <laughs> that, that, was, yeah, that was better right that was a different. That was a different one. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. But hey, your neighbor's like, "What the fuck are they doing?" <laughs> <laughs> so what else? What else? Um, no, nah, that's that's pretty much it. It was it was pretty nice. That's awesome. You didn't bring snacks just in case. Just in case, no, something happens. I knew out of <laughs> something happens where you're fucking out there in the wilderness alone. All right, you're just behind the bush waiting to <laughs> push me over. I'm just saying, man. Anything could happen to where at aim, least aim for the bushes. At least <laughs> at least bring a snack to suffice yourself for another day right and some water you brought water right no i'm not trying i'm not trying to manifest that so i, I, I bring oh, okay, nothing you're right you're right i bring nothing no water anyways but it was a nice weekend uh, even though i had to go to work pretty much every day it was not that long so you went you did not have a break yeah no you had thanksgiving yeah I had thanksgiving off oh thank god hashtag blessed but hey man you're you're rolling in it yeah in that dough yeah i got that dough Thank you. I appreciate you making me feel better. Anyways, thank you for listening to another episode of the Wiki 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 Room. All right. Good night. And let's look forward to the holidays. Let's look forward. Let's look forward to it. <laughs> let's look forward. To hey, that. dude, stop projecting on me now. <laughs> wiki 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 Room.